Ahoy! Get on board the Viking ship with Purple Mafia. This is episode number seven of Purple Mafia, and we've got a great show for you today. It is Sunday the 10th of August in 2008, and we are here on thesportstuff.com, and also I thank all of you for downloading from iTunes as well, and it is great to be here once again. Now on thesportstuff.com, we have a message board. It is up on the upper right-hand corner. Simply click on the button that says TSS Boards and sign up. Now also here on Purple Mafia, we are fortunate to be a part of NFLSpot.com. And I thank all of you for listening there. And I also thank Jay Hutch for uh, allowing Purple Mafia to be on your site as well. Thank you again very much. It is a pleasure. Definitely sign up for the message boards on NFLSpot.com as well. Now we are ready to get into the thick of things here. Um, super quick, though, on thesportstuff.com. Uh, the call-in line, I believe, is down right now. It is down, but uh, you send any questions you want on thesportstuff.com, either private private message me at Paladino Live on there, or uh, post on the Minnesota Vikings board, or on the Purple Mafia board. There's a little podcaster section on thesportstuff.com, but you do have to have a screen name. So please do sign up. It's 100% free and 100% fun. Now, right away, we're going to get into our first segment here. And, well, Brett Favre has been jet ascend to New York. That's right, jet ascend to New York. So finally, we have some closure on the Brett Favre issue. And this will be the last time I will talk about old Brett. And, um, well, it's a really strange fit. It really is. I don't really understand. Uh, the Jets were, what, 4-12 and last year? Uh, the best receiver they have is Lavernius Coles. Is he really that great? Eh, I guess. The running back is Thomas Jones. He's okay. Um, uh, the Jets just not quite the team they used to be. You know, I, I love their uniforms. Love their uniforms. Just beautiful. But uh, Brett Favre in New York, I don't know about that. I don't really think of Broadway Joe when I think of Brett Favre. Uh, Vinny Testaverde, yeah, cool fit. You know, Vinny and the Jets, you know, that works. You know, Vinny Testaverde in New York, you know, that sounds pretty good. Brett Favre playing for the Jets, I I don't know. Okay, well, whatever. With that, uh, well, he's going to start next Saturday for the Jets versus Washington, so that's good. You get to finally see Brett Favre actually play. Uh, there's a little quote here on the sports writer, Dennis Wazak, according uh, from the Associated Press here on Yahoo, uh, Brett Favre had a quote. There were times at practice today, he said, measuring his words. I was wondering if I made the right move. Mm-hmm. But don't worry, Jets fans. He was joking, sort of. It's been difficult, the 38-year-old Favre said. It's a pretty difficult offense to learn, and I'm sure the one I've been in the last 16 years has been difficult too. It'll take some time. But I think we'll be fine. Well, good luck, Brett. It's going to be very interesting. And um, it's just going to be a, <laughs> a strange fit. Uh, a lot of people, some people think his, some people are excited to take him on fantasy football. You know, n- not so fast. He's 38. And uh, last year, he might have just had a hot season after a couple of really bad ones before that with the Packers. Don't forget. So, and you don't exactly have Donald Driver or Jennings anymore. You don't have that really nice young offense. 
Uh, Packers, by the way, still a playoff threat. Uh, Jets, maybe, maybe not. But don't forget about the Indianapolis Colts and the uh, the New England Patriots. You know, good luck with teams like that. Uh, you know, that's not going to be easy at all. So uh, let's just put a close to this Brett Favre talk. Finally, it is good to have it over with once and for all. And we are going to come right back, and we're going to talk about the Seahawks game. What's up, listeners? This is Farzine. I am the host of the Chiefs End Zone Show right here on thesportsstuff.com where we cover the Kansas City Chiefs, give our opinions, and go deep inside with the Kansas City Chiefs right here only on thesportsstuff.com. We encourage you Chiefs fans, you loud Chiefs fans out there, to get on the show, voice your opinions, get on our boards, and talk with us. All listeners, including Bronco fans, are allowed in our show. So be sure you check out the Chiefs End Zone Show right here on the SportsStuff.com with me, your host, Farzine. And we have returned here on Purple Mafia, and it is time to review the first game in Purple Mafia history. Of course, it is just a uh, preseason game, but it's finally time to do a game review. Finally. Now, of course, I did plenty of video game reviews, or video football game, you know, football actually game reviews, not to be confused with my actual video game reviews, like Nintendo games, but yeah, on on YouTube, uh, I had a lot of fun doing that last year, and some of you are probably wondering if I'm going to continue doing that, and uh, well, the answer is probably, (laughs) I mean, my schedule is a little tough, and three podcasts now, we'll get into that later, as uh, we'll have a little couple of little commercials for those later on in between segments. But, uh, yeah, let's get into the nitty-gritty here. Well, the Vikings' defense, not quite what I would have liked. Not really at all. Uh, 34-17 to was the final in favor of the Sea Chickens, or uh, Seahawks, I'm sorry. Seahawks crushed the Vikings 34-17 to in the Plastic Dome, or uh, Metrodome, sorry. Again, I'm getting carried away here, aren't I? Um... Well, Tavares Jackson looked pretty good in this game, believe it or not. But he was one of the few bright signs in this game. Had a nice little touchdown pass to Taylor. No, that is Thomas Dupay, my bad. Thomas Dupay, or Tupay, however you say it, the former Golden Gopher, and uh, he's the new fullback here on the Vikings. Little six-yard touchdown. It was a nice play, and cool to see Tupay being a factor here early on. Um, of course, just a preseason game. We all have to remember that. Uh, interesting stuff, though. Uh, it's nice to finally see somebody playing again. Maurice Hicks, 32 yards, you know, seven rushes, 4.6 a carry. Not bad, but he lost the ball. Uh, the Vikings fumbled the ball four times in this game. Very disappointing. Um, but, no, as my co-worker Nick said, uh <laughs> That uh, that's why they play. That's why they play the preseason. Obviously, you got to iron out all the all the kinks in the armor here. Is uh, it's just that's just the way it goes. Um, oh, don't forget the Dallas Cowboys always had crappy preseasons when they were Super Bowl champion type teams. So uh, you just you just never know. Hopefully, the Vikings will be okay. Uh, no sacks in this game by the Vikings. None at all. That's not good. Seattle had three though. No four. Seattle had four sacks in this game. Green getting two of them. Babin getting one, and Grant getting, no, Jackson getting one. So 
Seahawks definitely outperformed the Vikings in every way. Uh, Nate Burleson makes his return to the Metrodome with two receptions, 20 yards. Not too bad. Nothing great, though. Um, and, uh, well, Young leading the Vikings in receptions with five. Five receptions, 52 yards. I know very little about this guy. Just happened to be a part of the part of the things later on in the game. He lost the ball, of course, a fumble by him. Bernard Berrien, a solid start. Two catches, but 43 yards. A 24-yard is his long catch. Uh, Bobby Wade, not bad. Andre Allison, not bad. A 25-yard catch. Um, you know, two catches, 38 yards apiece for Wade and Allison. So, solid game for those guys. Uh, the quarterbacking in this game, overall, not that bad. Not that bad at all, actually. So definitely not the weak point for the the Vikings. Uh, John David Booty, extensive playing time in this game. Uh, attempted 18 passes, completed 9, 50%. Not the greatest, was sacked twice, uh, threw an interception. But what do you expect? I mean, the guy, the guy, it was his first game, period, in the NFL, period, of, of any type. Don't expect him to go out and rock and roll. I mean, not even the greats do that. So... This this guy, John Booty, who we're hoping he can at least be a backup at some point later on. Right now, clearly the third stringer, maybe even the fourth, depending on what happens with Brooks, Bollinger. Uh, Gus Ferrat, not bad. Attempted seven, completed four, but only 60 yards, so it didn't really, uh, you know, a lot of dink and dunk type of stuff. But, yeah, Jackson, as I said, 11th attempts, or he was 8 of 11, so 118 yards, 73%, very good. Um, average of 10 or about 11 yards a catch, so, or completion. Not bad at all, but this, uh, Wallace character on the Seattle Seahawks, how about that? He completed 15 to 20 passes against the Viking defense through three touchdowns, by the way. Three and 165 yards total. Not making the Vikings defense look too good at all. So, uh, we're gonna have to see what happens. Hasselbeck, you know. <laughs> oh my god, he was 7 of 8. That's just insane. And a touchdown for him as well. 70 yards total. Even Fry was two of three. So, okay. Come on, guys. I just hope that's not a harbinger for things to come. Uh, preseason is preseason, but I don't know. I don't, I don't like what I see there at all. What's crazy is this, uh, this young guy on the Vikings. All I see is a young. I mean, the guy, isn't even on the roster on Yahoo. He isn't even in the roster at all of all NFL players. So I know very little about this guy. <laughs> um, I was at work and uh, missed most of the game. I got to listen to a, a, some of it, but I didn't get to see as much as I would have liked. But I saw what I needed to see and uh, liked what I saw from Tavares Jackson, but for really the most, the rest of the team, not good at all. And to make matters worse, the MVP of the Vikings special teams quite possibly out for the season. Heath Farwell injured in this game. Not good news at all. And it's believed to be a season-ending knee injury. So, uh, well, let's just hope for the best. It's, uh, it's not much you can do about that, I guess. I mean, preseason things, really crappy things happen sometimes, and uh, that's one of them. Um, not very many exciting things about this game at all. Just Tavares Jackson, that's it. That's really all there is to say. And Thomas DuPay's little six-yard reception from him. Woohoo! But uh, with that, we're going to be right back, and we're going to talk more Viking football. We're going to talk a little bit about the NFC North 
and a uh, little bit of talk about the Packers and the Bears and such like that because, hey, why? what's wrong with talking about your competition or lack thereof? So we'll see what happens, and we'll be right back. Here on thesportstuff.com, we're bursting in blue with Timberwolves Explosion. Timberwolves fans, your show has arrived at last as we bring in a new era with Al Jefferson, Kevin Love, and Mike Miller. We're available on thesportstuff.com and also available on iTunes. Download and listen to in-depth and detailed coverage of your favorite team. Show your true blue and join this explosion of Timberwolves basketball. And we are back here on Purple Mafia. And that commercial you just heard is part of a major announcement that I'm making right now here on air. Uh, I made it on TSS, but not everybody right now that's listening is a part of TSS just yet, you know, has signed up or whatever. Um, Paladino Live, my other show, is splitting up, and uh, it'll no longer be called Paladino Live. Um, Well, the name Paladino Live is still going to be out there. That show will probably... Re, you know, get revived later on with a completely different model, possibly some politics and maybe some stock talk. We'll see what happens, uh, possibly later on. But, uh, yeah, the Minnesota Timberwolves are going to have their own show with me, of course, being the host. Uh, Timberwolves Explosion. Timberwolves Explosion. And uh, I did that because I believe that podcasts with a one-team identity tend to do better than podcasts with multiple teams. And uh, I'm very... Very excited to get that show started up, and I hope some of you Viking fans out there are also Timberwolves fans, as I absolutely love that team, and I'm going to really enjoy doing that podcast like I enjoy doing this one. And uh, you listeners out there, speaking of this show and you listeners, I want to thank you listeners out there for making Purple Mafia the fifth highest rated show on TSS, as we are an absolute growing entity. And uh, when I saw the success here of Purple Mafia, it made me believe that uh, I can have better success with shows with a one-team identity. The other show will be mentioned later on as, uh, yeah, it'll be a Minnesota Wild show, and we'll get to that very shortly at the end of this segment. Now, here we go. We are going to talk about the NFC North. First of all, a little Green Bay Packer talk. And uh, unfortunately, they haven't even played a game yet, which is crazy. Uh, they don't play until tomorrow, the 11th of August. And, uh, well, Aaron Rodgers, it's finally your job. Finally, no more worrying, no more looking over his shoulder. It's all over. And uh, you get to see the strange-looking number 12 jersey instead of the number 4. And I, I just I can't get over how weird it looks. It's like it, it had to come sometime. But it's, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to think. Uh, but the Packers quarterback situation, probably going to be okay. Because not only do they have Aaron Rodgers, they have Brian Brom, who I liked a lot going into the draft. I was actually hoping the Vikings would wind up with him, uh, even if they had to use the number one pick on him. You know, if there was no Gerald Jared Allen trade. Instead, he still slipped to the Vikings in the second round, and they still didn't take him. But whatever, Tyrell Johnson is looking real, real good for the Vikings coming in to the season. This guy, Tyrell Johnson, is not afraid of anybody or anything. He is a fearless competitor. The Vikings may have landed a real gem in Tyrell Johnson. 
But with that, uh, Green Bay Packers situation, uh, you know, they have a chance to be pretty good still, definitely. A lot of players' numbers probably won't be quite as good, you know, in the receiving category anyway, as last year. A lot of uh, pressure is going to be on Ryan Grant to come out and play some good ball yet again. The young, undrafted Ryan Grant, born in 1982, so that would make him, oh, He'll make him 25. He turns 26 on the 9th of December. But, yeah, he had eight touchdowns, 956 yards last year. Excellent. A 5.1 yards per carry. Just f- phenomenal season for Ryan Grant. But he had Brett Favre playing great, and that opened things up for Ryan Grant. And the Packers need Aaron Rodgers to uh, at least be decent. Now, of course, in very, very limited playing time, Aaron Rodgers was outstanding last year with a quarterback rating of 106. Completed 20. 20- 20 of 28 passes, good for 71% or 72, whatever you want to say, 218 yards. Uh, only one touchdown, but he completed a 30 or 43-yard pass. Was sacked three times, though, so he might have a little lack of mobility with old Aaron. We'll see what happens. Uh, Favre was sacked only 15 times the entire year. Aaron Rodgers sacked three in very little playing time. So, alrighty then. Um, other than that, they have Deshaun Wynn, who was a nice goal line threat for the Packers last year. Four touchdowns, not bad. Yards per carry, 4.1. And Brandon Jackson, kind of the other guy, 267 yards, one touchdown, 3.6 yards per carry. Um, just going to have to see what happens there. Donald Driver, still a solid veteran, who's probably going to lead the team in receptions, but not, not in touchdowns. Greg Jennings, excellent last year with 12 touchdowns. Look for him to possibly eclipse the 1,000-yard mark and to maybe end up becoming Aaron Rodgers' best bud, if if not Donald Driver, who will definitely uh, be a nice leader for the receiving core and a nice mentor for Aaron Rodgers to, you know, to, to work with. So that is where the Packers stand. I look to them for them to be, oh, anywhere from 8-8 eight and eight to 10-6 and six this year. It wouldn't surprise me at all if they made the playoffs. If the Vikings have a lousy season, the Packers very well could win the division. And uh, now with the other team real quick here, Chicago Bears, everybody's favorite team, including Dylan's favorite team, and uh, Second City Diehard, those are the two main guys. Brian Cush, I'm sure, is a Bears fan as well. So those are big, big boys here on TSS. Uh, but I'm going to make a, I'm going to make a little prediction here about the little quarterback situation where it's kind of going 50-50 in Chicago right now. I think they're going to go with Kyle Orton. And if I was the head coach of the Chicago Bears, I would go with Kyle Orton. The Bears are in a position right now. They need a guy who is just steady. Who, you know, his win-loss record, Kyle Orton, was pretty darn good when he was the quarterback. His numbers, <laughs> yeah, spectacular, huh? You know, when he, when he was one of the, when he was the main starter in 2005 when they had that Super Bowl year, Kyle Orton only a 59.7 quarterback rating. Nine touchdowns, 13 interceptions, but, yeah, but they had a phenomenal year. Uh, he didn't kill them. He threw 13 interceptions. That's not that many compared to some other guy named Rex Grossman, who is, uh, you know, <laughs> he, he is a gross man when he gets out of control out there. As, uh, yeah, <laughs> when Grossman was the main starter last year, quarterback rating a little high, or not last year, 2006, Quarterback rating of about 74, 20 interceptions. Grossman was awful last year. Had to be replaced by Brian Greasy, who, by the way, is no longer on the Bears. 
I thought Greasy was really the only guy they had on their team that was competent overall. Um, yeah, and limited playing time, four touchdowns, seven interceptions for uh, Rex Grossman. Vikings should have no trouble beating the Bears this year, none at all, as I do see the Packers as the most legitimate candidate to compete against the Vikings, despite the fact they have a extremely inexperienced quarterback. But, uh, yeah, I am not afraid of the Chicago Bears going in. I may end up eating crow later, and if I do, well, I'll gladly admit it, as uh, the Bears really have all, uh, close to nothing on offense. Their defense is getting older, and uh, they did not have a good year last year. They just didn't, and there's no way around it. As, uh, even, yeah, heck, Lance Briggs, they had a hard time getting him back. They're lucky to have him back, and, well, there he is. We'll see what happens there. Uh, Matt Fort is going to be pretty much the guy at running back, as Cedric Banth had totally bombed, and uh, the Bears just let Thomas Jones go because they figured Cedric Benson's time was now. And, uh, yeah, it was his time to go, to fail. That's pretty much what Cedric Benson did. So, Matt Fort, the job is yours. The uh, very large six foot one, two 224 running back from Tulane is the running back for the Bears now. And uh, along with uh, Adrian Peterson, who had an okay year last year, but nothing amazing. Certainly not like the Vikings' Adrian Peterson. Super quick, now we're going to switch over to the Lions very briefly as they are uh, – well, you know, <laughs> team, I kind of, group of fans, I kind of got into it last year on YouTube. You probably heard about that maybe once or twice, as I pretty much made fun of the Vikings and the Lions after that game. It was a six turnovers apiece. That sucked. But, uh, yeah, um, John Kidna didn't come close to 50 touchdown passes last year. In fact, he didn't even get 20, so whatever there. As the uh, Detroit Lions defense has not been good since the oh, early 90s, back when it was the real black and blue division still, when a guy by the name of Chris Spielman was rocking and rolling for the uh, Detroit Lions at linebacker. He was a great player for them for quite a long time. But um, ever since, it's been pretty much all offense for the uh, Detroit Lions, ever since they had Eric Kramer at quarterback and all those receivers, you know, uh, but, uh, yeah, still, that's that's all they draft pretty much is receivers in Detroit. And um, I don't expect much from them at all. I see them maybe being 6-10, and 7-9 and nine at best. And if they're really lucky, 8-8. Eight and eight. So uh, that's pretty much where I stand on the receiver-friendly Detroit Lions. As, yeah, I mean, it's just, I, I don't know, there's like 19 receivers on this team. And it seems like most of them bust. Uh, Roy Williams had a very disappointing last year. Disappointing year last year, I apologize. As the Lions hope that young Kelvin Johnson can continue to grow and improve with this Lions team, though only, uh, gosh, 756 yards last year and four touchdowns, so certainly not quite what John Kitten envisioned with his uh, extremely awesome passing offense. Of course, Mike Marks failed as the offensive coordinator there. I don't know. The Detroit Lions are turning into the Los Angeles Clippers of football. As it seems to everybody that goes there fails. It's a very big shame. You know, all the draft picks that are supposed to be hot shots fail. Um, the, you know, Barry Sanders didn't. But yeah, let's get let's get past that. Um, and with that, we are going to get past the NFC North, and we are going to get into our final segment here on the SportsStuff.com. We're toughing up on Brave the Wild with Paladino. 
Join me, Paladino, as we brave the Minnesota Wild Hockey Club on our way to the playoffs. We're available on thesportstuff.com and iTunes. The boogeyman, Derek Bugard, says you better listen or he just might drop the gloves. Call up your courage and brave the wild with your buddy, Paladino Joey. And we are back here on Purple Mafia. And the last show you heard, well, that was the other half of, well, what used to be Paladino Live and is a brand new show for you. So for all you hockey fans out there, there it is, the Minnesota Wild, Brave the Wild. Now, some of you may have heard that it was going to be Brave the Wild with Paladino. We are going to keep it at Brave the Wild. So if there's any confusion, there it is getting cleared up. And uh, extensive Minnesota Wild hockey talk. And, uh, you know, all you hockey fans out there are going to get what you want. So you won't have to listen to Timberwolves basketball or Minnesota Twins baseball anymore. When you want to just listen to the Minnesota Wild, there it is. Do enjoy, as I expect Neil Nate Dog to chime in here and there for the, with that show. As he's a gigantic hockey fan, as obviously he also chimed in here to Purple Mafia. Good friend of mine. Definitely will be a fun part of this show. Uh, Jim Bauer, if you're out there, okay, give us a call sometime here on Purple Mafia. I'd love to hear from you, or maybe even put a, just put a post on TSS boards, you know, the Minnesota Vikings section, and you fans out there definitely do that as well. As here's a part where you. Not just play sports, but get involved here on the sportsstuff.com and on the message boards. I put in a poll last week as it is going to be a weekly ditty here on Purple Mafia. Well, last week's poll ended up getting killed because, well, <laughs> I thought the quarterback thing was going to keep going, the Favre thing. And, uh, well, it got killed because the Favre thing came to a close. Now, the question was, what do you see for the Vikings at quarterback this year? Question, or er, the six choices were, a, Favre stays a Packer, Tavares Jackson is the guy, has a good season. B, Favre stays a Packer, Jackson is the guy but struggles and wish we had Favre. C, Favre comes in and leads us to a great season. D, Favre comes in and by week three, Jackson takes over. E, John David Booty is the starting quarterback by week three, and, and uh, F, Gus Farratt, starting by week three. Now, Favre stays a Packers. Favre Jackson is the guy, has a good season, won it. So the, the deal about Jackson being the guy and having good, one with three votes. Uh, the other one where Jackson struggles had one vote, and John David Booty, starting by week three, has one vote. Um, unfortunately, I didn't put a <laughs> – I, I assumed it was going to be either Vikings or Packers. Did not put a selection where Favre goes to another team. So, whatever, either way, it matters more about who the Vikings quarterback is, not Favre, not if not where Favre goes. So, uh, looks like a lot of you are optimistic about Tavares Jackson coming in. And, um, hey, after the performance against Seattle, good start, good start. And notice I put good season, not great season. He's not a great quarterback. He is. He has the potential to be a good quarterback. And if we're super lucky, who knows? Who knows? But that's a long, long way off. Um, not sure if it was a joke by putting John David Booty as a starter, but uh, it's possible. Some people like him. And uh, he was a successful quarterback in college and for a very successful program of University of Southern Cal. Of course, O.J. Simpson's former school years and years ago. But uh, not that that really matters in today's date. 
Now, with that, the final little bit here, I'm going to start a new poll once again. Once again. And this one is, who will win the Super Bowl in 2008? So I want you to get your little prediction, prediction caps on here. Who is going to win the Super Bowl in 2008? Being that you've had about, you know, one week of preseason football, you know, you maybe you can see if somebody's, you know, going to be on the ball this year or not. Because usually you can tell a little. Even though it is just preseason, you can usually tell a little, or maybe some injuries come out of the woodwork. Um, the choices are going to be, one, the New England Patriots, two, the Indianapolis Colts, three, the San Diego Chargers, four, the Dallas Cowboys, five, the Minnesota Vikings, your Purple Mafia Minnesota Vikings, or six, the New Orleans Saints. And, uh, well, I'm going to throw in a seventh. I'll just put other. So I'll just put other and then uh, just write in who you think. But, uh, you know, I would assume those six right there have got to be the top six. At least for Purple Mafia, you got to have the Vikings in there, uh, being the way they made some phenomenal additions. And, hey, we're Viking fans. you got to be optimistic. It's funner that way, right? But with that, I want you to get on TSS and vote. I want to see more voters on here. Get involved. Get involved. It's fun. And don't forget to post a comment on there as well. Uh, don't forget to shoot me an email. Paladinolive at yahoo.com. Paladinolive at yahoo.com. Any type of uh, opinion you may have, definitely don't be afraid to shoot it. Do not, I repeat, do not send me chain mail. I do not want forward messages. I do not want to find out ways how to make money on the Internet by uh, selling uh, selling grass seed or whatever the heck it is on, on eBay. I don't care. It's fake. It doesn't matter. It's a scam. I don't want to see it. It has nothing to do with sports, so whatever. And I don't care about if I don't send a <laughs> respond to this, I won't have a love life for 45 years. So enough of all that, please. Now, <laughs> um also, uh, check out the YouTube. It is youtube.com forward slash Paladin Joe. YouTube.com forward slash Paladin Joe. Purple Mafia has a official MySpace. It is myspace.com forward slash Purple Mafia 28. MySpace.com forward slash Purple Mafia 28. And also, there is a Purple Mafia section on the sportstuff.com in the podcaster section. And, of course, Minnesota Vikings section and the NFL section. So you probably figured that by now. And, uh, again, I want to thank all of you for downloading and listening. It is always a pleasure to bring this to you. Please get involved. Make calls. Make emails. Post. Give opinions. Vote. And I'll hear from you soon. Take care.